And I would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for you meddling kids. Technically, you did get away with it. Thelma's right. You didn't do anything illegal. Episode 97 of Geek Generation. Brian Lipsitz is joining me over the Skype. How are you, Brian? Good. How are you? I am good. Uh, yesterday, I went to go see the new Total Recall. <laughs> I'm sorry for you. <laughs> you saw it too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? I thought it was absolutely the most boring, generic action. And uh, Admittedly, the old one is not high cinema, but I really enjoy the old one because the, the classic jokes and the... You know, just the special effects for that time was pretty crazy, and this yep. one was just, just just felt like Blade Runner across with like Minority Report or something, or, or I don't know, it was just <laughs> very boring. And I didn't think they did anything that amazing. I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought it was okay. Unlike you, I haven't seen the original. Oh, and that totally makes a difference. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> I awesome. mean, I think that's that I wanted to go in with that different perspective. Yeah. So, I mean, up until this point, if I haven't seen it, I might as well just hold off for a second, kind of get yeah. the different perspective. Yeah. But honestly, I'm kind of on board with you. It's even not seeing the original. The effects are cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I expected it. I expected it to be a lot more mind bendy. Yeah, there was like just in. Was it just me or was it like seriously like after the first five minutes, it was just consistent action for the like just no character development, just consistent action for the entire movie. And I'm just like, all right. Yeah, it wasn't anything special. I mean, I didn't I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. It just kind of happened. I thought Colin Farrell was bad. Just he's playing Colin Farrell. Like, I didn't feel that he was playing anyone specifically. It was just like, oh, look, it's Colin Farrell. (laughs) I was watching going, wow, this guy's got a really tough life. In one life, he's married to (laughs) Kate Beckinsale, and the other one, Jessica Biel's girlfriend. That's, man, what a rough break he has. Yeah, that's a a tough choice there. I know. I also thought Jessica Biel was pretty bad, like, just blah, like, anyone could have played her role. Like, it wasn't. To be honest, I don't blame any of the particular actors in it. None of those characters had any substance. No, there's no development, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Not even Brian Cranston, who's a tremendous oh, actor. There was just wasted in that movie. Nothing yeah. for him. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, I recommend you you should check out the old one just to to get a laugh. And oh, I'm see. absolutely gonna watch it. Yeah. And it's, it's pretty. It's actually like I think it's like six bucks now on Blu-ray. It's pretty cheap because they came out with a new edition for the movie. It's so. probably on Amazon Prime at this oh, yeah, point, exactly, just streaming. So. so, oh yeah, I absolutely plan on watching that. If not, very very soon, definitely this weekend. This is, I should mention for people too, this is a rare midweek recording. So we might be a few days behind on some news that's broken if anything major breaks, but (laughs) everything's going to break like tomorrow. (laughs) That's the way it always works, dude. When we were recording before, it'd be like everything came out on a Sunday right after we finished. So obnoxious. Um, so yeah, Total Recall was what it was, but, uh, let's take a look at some geek outs and freak outs. Take a look at, let's listen to. We're not looking at anything. It's a podcast. Something's wrong with me today. Yay. What are you geeking out over, Brian? Um, I'm geeking about the uh, can't even speak yet. I'm geeking out over uh, the opening of the Geek Generation online store. Hey, Yay. thank you. 
Uh, it's very cool, very cool. Um, I wasn't here last time to actually like geek out with you guys, so I'm geeking out now. Yeah, uh, I uh, <laughs> I know we spent a lot of time <laughs> talking, but hell, that's what's going on, man. So it was it, it was is. worth talking I, about. Uh, very very excited. So uh, I like that. Um, also geeking out about uh, you know uh, the the new Transformers game that comes out probably I think next I think it's next Tuesday mm-hmm. uh, for PS3 because I was a big fan of the last one. Yep, and. Um, yeah, uh, I think lastly, I, th- I know you guys covered it last week, but uh, still Joss Whedon uh, signing exclusive deal with Marvel and all that stuff is is ge- making me geek out. I know it's a long way down the line, but it's good yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's, that's a big deal to kind of yeah. lock in. And I don't know, um, maybe you know more of the specifics than I do. It did say exclusive. I don't know what yeah. that means. I don't know if he can do other things. As far as I know, the only thing that he had already been planning to do and they're going to let him do is doc- the sequel to Dr. Horrible, which is probably not going to take him much time. Right. But um, other than that, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he's able to do. I mean, he uh, has already, you know, been plotting and scripting uh, the Buffy and Angel uh, comic continuation mm-hmm. series for dark horse but i think that's separate and that's not taking up a lot of his time because he's got someone who's taking his plots and and use you know scripting them so yeah i don't i don't think he's doing anything you know directing wise except or or even over writing wise except for marvel right now so yeah well it's, it's gonna be interesting where all that goes yeah absolutely yeah uh anything else no that's about it all right uh i got a few gig outs first one is alpha's which is a show that started last summer on yep. Sci-Fi that comes on right after Warehouse 13. Uh, they're like two or three episodes in so far. The season's been excellent to go I so far. I haven't seen the season yet. Yeah, it, it had a great cliffhanger at the end of the first one, and they picked it up in an interesting way uh, in season two, and it's been great so far. I have now an iPhone, believe it or not. What? I know. Is that not huge news? Because how I always talk you, about <laughs> I talk about how much I hate data plans and people that are on there. Uh, but here's my defense. Yep. Uh, and, and I'm not going to backtrack or be hypocritical. I promise you. For one, it was free. Mm-hmm. Two, I still don't have a data plan. Oh, OK. And I know this is probably confusing to some people because it's very hard to get iPhones that are not on data plans. I am still on my uh, pay per usage plan. So with an iPhone and it's an iPhone 3G. I mean, I'm going back yeah. a ways uh, yeah. with this iPhone. I'm still on a twenty five dollar a month plan, wow. which is pretty cool. cool. Yeah. So yeah. I'm getting all the I mean, I have an iPod already. And basically, that's what this is acting as a second iPod that I can make calls on. Yeah. So I'm really not using all the things that I hate about having the data plan and everything. So I'm not backtracking and being hypocritical there. I don't think, I don't think people no, might call me out on it, but no, um, no, no. basically I don't think so, but. all I wanted was a phone that it would be easier to text on <laughs> and, and it has a keyboard. So it fit the bill. Basically all I had to do was, uh, and AT&T said this as the go phone plan works, you just pull your SIM card out of one phone and stick it into another AT&T phone and you can use it. That's it. That's pretty, that's cool. Yeah. So uh, a friend of mine wasn't has like a iPhone four now or something and had just the 3G kicking around the house yeah. and just said, hey, you want it? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Free phone. Now I have to pay anything. And <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's doing the job. Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> it is weird to say, though. <laughs> uh, the last thing I'm geeking out over was uh, actually a news thing from this week that the PS3 now has a YouTube app. Yeah. Which That's is very cool. very cool. Yeah, it's free. Uh, it's in the PlayStation Store, and then it becomes 
in that list under with like Hulu and Amazon and Netflix and all that. Uh, it's nice to see that we're getting something we probably should have got a while ago. I was going to say, this is like how many years behind, but it's it's OK. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, it still has some bugs. It's still new. They'll work out a lot of the kinks. Um, I'm getting kind of slow. I don't know if you've used it yet. Yeah, I, it, yeah I, I have the same issue. I think I'm having some buffering issues. It might be yep. the fact that I'm on Wi-Fi, but when I'm on Amazon or when I used to use Netflix, that wasn't an issue at all. Yeah, I mean, I'm on Wi-Fi, too, and I'm having the same issue. But I've at the same time, like you said, I've done other things with Wi-Fi that don't have that issue. So I think it might be the app. Yeah, so whatever technology they're using to kind of gather the data and preload and everything, they might need yeah. to work on that a little bit more. But overall, it's nice to see they're moving that direction. I do watch a lot of YouTube content now, a lot more than I ever yeah. thought I would. And not just not just like random videos, like all these premium channels that YouTube's enrolling out is a great idea. Yeah. Did you speaking of which and Joss Whedon, let's tie it all together. Did you ever watch the video that the Geek and Sundry channel put out called uh, Written by a Kid? Um, I think I did. I vaguely remember something about this. It's yes, it's I did. Yes, fairly I did. Yes, new. I did. Yes, yeah, the yes. first episode, Joss Whedon's in it as like the leader yep. of the squat team. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. That is one of the best series I've ever seen on YouTube, and the concept is just amazing. I never saw anyone besides that one, but I I think there's it. only like me. two right now, so they they haven't done that much. But it's it's so it's the best idea. It's great. Let's move into freakouts then. Oh, freakout! What are you freaking out over? Oh, I'm gonna earn the uh, uh, explicit tag on this one. Go for it. <laughs> I've got an issue with a so-called guy named David Cronenberg, who you may know famously as the director of The Fly in 1986 and such other great flicks as uh, Scanners and um, Videodrome. <laughs> so and clearly, I think this guy has a lot of ground to stand on. Yeah, I think the other thing he did was A History of Violence, which. Okay, it was a good movie, but based on a fucking comic book. So hold on, yeah. let me get. So someone asked him uh, about the Batman Nolan trilogy, the Dark Knight trilogy, mm-hmm. and he quote said that he found them mostly boring, and then continued to say that it's a superhero movie by definition. You know, it's a comic book. It's for kids. It's adolescent, and it's at its core. That has always been its appeal, and I think people who are saying, you know, that Dark Knight Rises, you know, some sort of supreme cinema art, I don't think they know what the fuck they're talking about. So uh, he can go fuck himself, basically. If anyone who saw me on Facebook, I wanted to. <laughs> uh, I think he has no fucking clue what he's talking about. Because uh, one, first of all, Batman is not a superhero. Um, what do you mean, yes, Batman's not a superhero? It, 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 yes, it is based on a comic book, but it's you're talking about the most ultra realistic, non-comic book like, probably movie trilogy ever put to film. And, you know, it's just he's just completely sounds like an idiot. And I was just like completely blown away how stupid he sounded. And, uh, yeah, he like, honestly, what the fuck has he done? I guess he's got some new movie coming out, uh, Cosmopolis or whatever the fucking name oh, it is. Yeah. And I don't really yep. care. But, yeah, he he uh, I was just like fuming when I read that because it was just such an idiotic statement to make and yeah comic books are for kids yep are we really going back to that again like really that is an idiotic statement especially when you just said too that he directed history of violence which is based on a comic book exactly like apparently he didn't yeah it's just it, it makes no sense so yeah he's on my shit list right now <laughs> i bet you honestly he might not even feel that way but yeah cosmopolis is coming out and he needs press yeah, well, it's a good way to get press, I guess. But yeah, it just made him sound like a fucking idiot. I was just like, wow, you're completely clueless on yeah. like anything. Yeah, like, comics are for kids. Yay. But uh, yeah, uh, he just came off like a complete douche. So Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Any others? 
Um, uh, I'm debating, but I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna hold off. Okay. Uh, I, I was going to go into some personal stuff, but I think I'm going to wait. <laughs> Let it pan out first. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I am freaking out over two things. First of which is Fringe. Not because I, and everyone knows I've been watching it every summer. I kind of pick up a season and go through it as much as I can to get caught up that I've been meaning to watch for a while. Uh, my Fringe Freakout is not that I have any issues specifically with the series. It's just that I'm caught up and I have no more to watch right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you're on the last season and this is going to be the last season. So you're. Yeah. And I don't, I love consuming things in this way so much that I almost want to wait until like, like watch. I know it's going to be a 13 episode series. I almost want to wait and watch the 12 right before the finale. Yeah, I know, what you, I know what you mean. Wait, like, wait until it's completely all the those are done. Watch them all in succession. Yeah, I just love consuming stuff that way. Mm-hmm. And are you a watcher of Fringe? Or I've seen a couple episodes, but I never really get into it. I mean, I I know it's good, and I know a lot about it, but I've never just had the time or or inkling to sit down and watch. You know, the seasons. Maybe once it's all over, I will. But yeah, I'm trying to think of, and I've seen a lot of podcast networks do this idea but every time i watch a series like this i did it with lost too and i did it with fringe now and i always in my mind go you know what it'd be really cool to do like an episode by episode podcast that's maybe like 15 or 20 minutes where you just talk about each episode and speculate mm-hmm. uh just going with something that's kind of on its way out yeah kind of reliving it and i don't know i've always kind of wanted to do that like after watching i'm like man i wish i had done that with someone else who had never seen it and we're just kind of doing our thing so yeah i don't know at some point i think we have to find a show and maybe just do like that little side cast (laughs) that would be i think that would be fun actually yeah we'll just have to figure out what it is that we want like i've never seen battlestar galactica i haven't either so maybe that's maybe that's (laughs) the one yeah i I haven't yeah i've I've always meant to and i'm gonna probably get like yelled at for that but i know i've never i've seen maybe one or two episodes like when a friend watches but i've never actually like watched it watched it yeah i'd actually really like even though i've seen it i'd love to go back and watch from the beginning of the 2005 doctor who and go through all that with someone Mm -hmm. that hasn't because i think that would be kind of cool but who knows anyway uh (laughs) freak out (laughs) is uh I've, i've harped a lot about how much i love warehouse 13 on the show many times and even yeah. Eddie McClintock has been on the show, but I'm for whatever reason, I'm not feeling the season the way that I have in the past. And maybe it's because I did watch, although I only watched the first season, I think of warehouse 13 kind of in that catch up style where I watched it all back to back. But for whatever reason, I'm not feeling the season the way that I did. It's, it's missing something and I'm not entirely sure what that something is. I, I, I feel you. I haven't caught, I haven't seen the last two i want to say but um there's just something that i i just think it's i don't know if it's the right it just seems very not there and mm. it's sad that it's you know the last scene I but like, I, I just doesn't seem very i like that they have these larger arcs that go over the course of a season and i think you do need that to sustain a show and keep mm-hmm. people's interest going but part of me is missing some of the procedural yeah week by week like artifact of the week i know that gets old but yeah. I don't know. I, I like the two different elements of the larger story with the still week yeah. by week. Yeah. I almost like it when series do. Uh, they kind of start off with procedurals at the beginning of the season and then mm-hmm. they develop uh, a larger theme. And it's kind of what Dexter does. Mm-hmm. Like Dexter starts with something like that. And then as the season goes along, it kind of reveals what the arc for that season is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they've they've already revealed in the first episode what the arc for this season is. And it's. 
it's not one I can say I'm super fascinated in. Maybe that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm just not feeling it. I'm hoping it picks up and gets a lot better. It's nice to see Brent Spiner in the season. Yes, now. yes, definitely. Yeah. So that's cool. They always love to bring Star Trek people in, yeah. which I've appreciated. <laughs> uh, those are my freakouts, though. That's all I got Sweet. there. We are going to do something special now. Uh, right before we do, though, you had mentioned the store, and I just want to throw a quick plug out to that because it is uh, something I'm trying to push. We've only had one T-shirt sale so far, but I, I definitely dropped probably close to $1,000 getting this thing up and running and merchandise and everything. So for people to go and support it would be absolutely tremendous. If you go to thegeekgeneration.com slash store, there are four different T-shirts up for sale right now. If anything there strikes you fancy. Let me know. I've had a couple requests from people for double XL sizes. I had only gone up to XL because I know beyond that is sometimes hard to sell. If there's that much of a demand for double XL, maybe I'll look into that. So if you guys want to leave a put a message on the Facebook page or tweet at Geek Generation or email me or anything, uh, give that a shot too. Uh, so now we've been talking about doing this for a while and <laughs> I think it just kind of fell into the back of our minds and we never really got around to doing it. There was an email that came in a while ago, and even now with all the uh, news moving forward about a Justice League movie, we thought it was a good idea to start a casting call where on every show we kind of take a look at one of the characters that we think should be in the movie and who we would cast in that. There also will be a follow-up post on thegeekgeneration.com uh, with a poll featuring all of our nominations, I guess, for this character casting and as a fan, you can go to that and kind of cast your vote and we'll give it a little time and then reveal who you guys think. So even though we're not sure this guy's necessarily going to end up in the final cast for a first Justice League movie, I think mentions of him will certainly be there or even a small cameo or something. So we're going to take a look first at Martian Manhunter, uh, the guy who kind of runs the watchtower. And uh, this is this is like Brian and I were just saying before the show, this is kind of a tough one to cast. Because, yeah, and I don't even know why. I don't, for whatever reason, and maybe it's a history of the way they've cast the role. My mind went right to black actors. Yeah, same. same exact, I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm like, I'm picking a lot of African Americans, and I'm like, I don't, not meaning to, but I think it's obviously because you know the guy in Smallville, he was betrayed, betrayed as one. He was right. voiced by one in Justice League. Yep. So it's like, it's sort of like that's what you go. Your your mind is already set in that way. It's, yeah. Yeah. And yet, John Jones is white yeah well he's a martian but <laughs> well <yeah. laughs> the, the disguise that he wears yes, to appear white. human is white so yeah um i honestly think they should and i didn't really think about the casting of john jones i thought purely of martian manhunter yeah. i think it would be good to have two different people play him i or yeah i'm almost to the point where i would have someone play him and then have a voice over like a voice really yeah i don't know because like I don't know, because uh, like there's a couple of choices where I'm like, you know, this person would be great for a voice, but yeah. I don't know if they could like do it as an actor. You know what I mean? I don't Interesting. Know. I don't know. OK, well, let's let's take yeah. a look at some of our castings and we'll go back and forth. What's your first nomination? Oh, God, this is going to be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's going to be like, what the fuck? Um, so I picked uh, this is a random pick, but for some reason I picked. Um, I don't know if anyone knows him and I think he's probably a little too old for the role now, but. For whatever reason, I thought of Tony Todd, who uh, is from Candyman and Final Destination. Oh, and okay. 
Chuck, and he's been on Smallville as some random character that I don't remember in the first season. Yep. But um, he has the build and he has the voice. I just don't know. He's not exactly like an actor actor that would like be able to carry the role. But I thought like everything else kind of worked. But then I'm kind of like, eh. but like I said, it was really tough. I couldn't even. It took me like hours to even get yeah. to my first choice. So feel free to rip it apart. <laughs> no, I, I there's I really can't argue with it. I mean, um, I've seen him on stuff here and there. Yeah, but again, it's like a, I don't yeah. know if his chops have truly been tested. Although no. Manhunter is kind of a muted role. Yeah, so, I bet that was my only thing. It's like it's not exactly you're gonna have to so, they don't have to I be like know. a superstar phenomenal actor. I do think that the nice thing about Manhunter is he's kind of muted, but you do get those like little twinges of human emotion and compassion that come out of him. So it is yeah. a weird uh, dynamic to go for. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he besides he's done. I'm trying to think he did. A, he was on Stargate for a while. SG one. You yep. know, he's been on things, but it's not like he's ever had like besides playing the candy man, <laughs> the guy in Final Destination. And I think he had a he had a role on Chuck for, I think, a season or two. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can act, but I don't know if he can act act, you know, like if the way this movie needs to be kind of like Avengers, you need to have the top of the top. But again, like we just said, you know, Martian Manager is probably the least ro- least most role that needs someone of, you know, epic you know acting talent sure so. um my first nomination is lance reddick which i don't know if you're familiar with him I don't think he so. plays agent broyles on fringe and he plays lieutenant cedric daniels on the wire or played him oh um, okay yeah 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 yeah. he's he was he's a in, little yeah yeah okay yeah he's a little skinny but he's got the voice for sure uh he does kind of that like low low drone-ish type voice when he's on fringe and does low, low, like that type thing. And he can be very stern and very monotone when he needs to be. So if he put on a little bit of size, I think he could be a really good casting for Manhunter. I can see that. I, I Was he was he on Lost for a bit he was. too, I think? He was. Okay. Yep. I remember. I, I know who you're talking about, I think. Yeah. And it's um, interesting too yeah, because I, I just could... saw an interview with him on uh, Attack of the Show and he's actually, like he doesn't act like that at all like he's super smiley and he's really happy and kind of bubbly and i'm like whoa that is so different than what i'm used to seeing <laughs> so i mean that potential is there for him to mm-hmm. i think hit different levels yeah i i think that's a good choice actually i, I wish i knew him more I, he may have been on my list <laughs> <laughs> uh what's your next nomination um don't hear me out on this okay hear me out. this is gonna sound really weird but for, for whatever reason i was trying to think of someone with the build in the voice okay and this guy is not a good actor at all oh <laughs> but <laughs> hear me out vin diesel i saw some things there i i was doing some research too and he came across my research as like someone who kind of fit the physical mold like, i don't know if i'd want it but again i was trying to pick a non-african-american role uh, person just because so i didn't come off like everyone i'm picking is stereotypically i don't know just because i felt but then i, I tried know, doing that too and i couldn't find anybody <laughs> that's why hence why i came up to vin diesel <laughs> yeah um, i mean i almost I, feel i almost feel like i was being more racist in exactly. purposely looking for someone exactly outside of yeah so it's like i mean he has the build and i think his voice would work but that's my other uh, uh, thing is like i know i shouldn't worry about the build and like the because you know special effects but again he's most likely going to be computer generated or whatever or some sort of i think they have the makeup to pull that off at this point 
Yeah, so I mean, you don't really need someone with the build, but I was thinking, you know, I get, but you know, I mean, the more I think about it, eh, maybe not Vin Diesel. I don't know. My, I'm I'm sorry, <laughs> this so far. <laughs> uh, I I um I agree with most of that. I just think his like his voice is good, his build is good, and that all works. I'm I'm just so scared about the acting. Ability. Oh, his acting is absolutely terrible. That's my point. Well, that was my main reason. And I'm like, uh, well, these are only nominations, so you know, sure. <laughs> I wonder who's going to win now. <laughs> There's no win here. Uh, we, we have lots of nominees. Well, we're going to have, we have three each. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. we'll see who the fans decide on. Um, my next one is actually maybe not a huge surprise. And I don't know. I'm sure this crossed your mind too. Carl Lumbly. He was actually, he almost made the list. Yeah. Definitely. Because for people that don't know, he voiced Martian Manhunter on Justice League. And then I was like, I'm not super familiar with the dude. But let me research him and look in some of the things. I looked at some clips of shows that he's been in. He was Marcus Dixon on Alias, which I had never seen. Yep. Uh, but just looking at his build, his voice, obviously, uh, and everything, I was like, damn, this guy could actually play him. It's not too often the voice actor could also probably play the role. So yeah. if, if this is one of those rare instances, let's see where it goes. Why not? Yeah, I mean, definitely. And he, you, you said he's done a lot of TV acting. He's never done any feature films, to my knowledge. But um, his voice is so good, and he doesn't look that far off. You know, what built? You know, body. I mean, like we said, you know. But um, no, I, I, I completely agree with that. I, I think that's a, a good choice. Cool. Uh, what's your last nomination? This is kind of along the same lines, and uh, I, I didn't want to do it. But I had to do it at the same time, and that was uh, Phil Morris who played him on Smallville. <laughs> I knew you would go it, there. <laughs> it, if it isn't, if it ain't broke, if it ain't uh, broken, why? Well, you know, you know, if it, it, it's just he. But maybe he's a little too short. That's yep. my only thing. Yep. Um, but the guy, it just the he loves the character so much. Read so many interviews where he knows, like, he's a fanboy of the character. He loves oh, really? the character. I didn't even know that. Yeah, he totally like read it knows he was a big fan of character of the character and of the Justice League as a whole before he even was cast. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a really important thing to bring to the role. And, Absolutely. Um, yes, obviously, they would probably never use the same guy who's already played him before, much like, you know, they're never going to use Tom Welling as Superman in a movie. But um, I just I can't pass him up because he's got the voice and, you know, he did a really good job training over how many freaking seasons he did. And right, right. So, yeah. Cool. Um, and I should say too, moving forward, it's not really an issue this week because there's never been an on-screen Martian Manhunter in live action, yeah. uh, for a movie at least. But as we move into, uh, future weeks, we should clarify to the audience that we're going to try to avoid, or not try to avoid, we're going to avoid <laughs> on-screen people who have portrayed this, uh, this particular character before. So when we eventually do get to like, Batman, we can't like say Christian, Christian Bale. Bale. Yeah, <laughs> we, we can't do that. So that okay. way it forces us to kind of sure. think outside the box. We can go into the TV realm, though, because yeah. so this would be a totally and is a totally acceptable nomination. Okay. So make, no, that makes complete sense. Yeah, I think that's a good rule. Okay, so my last one, I don't yep. know if he's too old, but I don't actually, you know what? I don't think he's too old. For one, he's going to be covered with makeup for most of it. <laughs> so it's really not going to matter anyway. But as far as his acting ability, it's top notch and the voice is fantastic. And we know that because he also portrayed Heimdall and Thor. And that's Idris Ooh. Elba or Ooh. Idris Elba. Sorry. Very, 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 very good choice, actually. I'm I'm down with that. I that's like that. probably my top choice right there. Yeah. Yeah. The I'm guy's really... got chops like crazy. 
Definitely. Um, and He's the, an amazing the, actor. The voice is spot on, and I think he would just be amazing in the role. Yeah. I, I dig that. Cool. Well, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> and not only was he Heimdall in Thor, but for people who haven't seen Thor, if you've seen Luther, he's the lead. He plays John Luther in Luther, which I haven't seen, but I just wanted to make sure people knew who these people were. But uh, do pay attention to the site, whether the article drops today or whether it drops Tuesday. It will come out sometime this week. Uh, the casting call from Martian Manhunter. Check that out. There's going to be a poll there. Vote for whoever you think is the best choice for Manhunter. And when all this is said and done, we'll compile like a final casting call as voted by the fans for the entire Justice League. So um, we're going to take a look at another one maybe next week or whenever we get around to it. <laughs> and uh, we'll let you guys know how that's running. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we will be back with some news. Hey, Amazon users. If you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission, and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Hi, this is Jeff Katz, and of all the generations in the world, my favorite is the Geek Generation. Nobody's gonna stand in my way. Give it up, son. I'm doing this my way. We're back, and we got some news to go over. Again, this might be a couple days old. We're recording on a very weird day during the week, and I should mention uh, that my time is gonna be kind of cut short in the upcoming weeks. I'm a little afraid with maybe a potential big. 100th episode celebration going on but i am happy to announce that i do have a new job for the upcoming school year which i'm very excited about which means i'm not moving to california just yet folks uh, <laughs> so the show will remain roughly the same for at least the next year or so uh, but in the meantime i am going to be super super busy because uh school starts in like a week and a half two weeks and i just got hired so that tends to be the pattern for me I am going to be moving soon. I don't know where to, but when that move happens, we'll probably uh, resort to one of those banked episodes we were talking about before. And I'm just trying to do whatever I can to make sure that we don't miss a week. I'm going to do my best, but we'll see what happens. Um, so news. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. 20th Century Fox was supposed to have a Daredevil reboot in production by October 10th, but it looks as though that's not happening. As a result, the movie rights for The Man Without Fear are now reverting back to Marvel Studios. Would-be director Joe Carnahan broke the news on Twitter, and he also posted a video piece that he had pitched to Fox, which is interesting. I haven't really seen directors do that before. Uh, using And it looked like he used a lot of footage from like TV and even the past Daredevil movie to kind of put his vision together. Mm -hmm. Did you... Well, before we even talk about the footage, uh, what do you think about the revert? Um, I'm happy and kind of sad now because I watched his reel and it looked freaking spot on to kind of the Daredevil movie I'd want to see a yeah. darker. And he had obviously, I think he was going for using the. I know you're not gonna know, or maybe some of the audience would know, but um, definitely using the Frank Miller Born Again arc from the late '80s, where Kingpin completely finds out 
uh, Daredevil's Matt Murdock and basically goes after him and burns down his his house, uh, his apartment, and goes after you know all his friends and family, and mm-hmm. it just it looks really good. The fact that they're using you know quotes from it and you know panels from the comic, and um, I kind of really wish they they would have done it, but now at the same time, Marvel Studios has had a pretty impeccable track record so at the same time i'm not worried yeah but um yeah it's kind of kind of torn now it was because i mean let's be honest the last one i have a guilty it's a guilty pleasure of mine sure. the old movie but it was not anything great but um it was not you know it didn't do the character justice <laughs> but uh you know what i mean um <laughs> justice with matt murdoch and Daredevil. <laughs> yeah i <laughs> no mean pun intended. ben affleck uh you know as much as uh, he, he he was not a great choice for that character agreed, agreed but um uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm torn. I'm really torn. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, at this point, you know what? I'm, I'm not sad to see anything revert back to Marvel studios. Their track record, like you said, is fantastic up to this point. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that bothers me a little is that as far as I know, Marvel studios had no particular or has no particular plans to even pursue a daredevil movie. So while we were in the process of creating a reboot, we don't know if that's even something that's on the table right now. It's true. I mean, um, I would think it's definitely going to be after 2015, like after Avengers 2. I don't think they're going to – they've got their pretty much everything mapped out, and I don't think there's going to be a way to – you know, th- they don't want to overkill it and throw in a movie that has nothing to do with their overall plan. So I think it's going to definitely be in their phase three if, it, if they want to connect it to the Avengers. I mean – Daredevil is on the Avengers currently that Bendis is wrapping up. I mean, mm-hmm. he has been, but I mean, he's not quote unquote an Avenger that everyone's gonna be like, oh yeah, it's Daredevil. Sure, so I don't sure. know if they'd be quick enough to put him on the team either. So I, I don't know. Yeah, that's the only thing. It's gonna be a long time, I think, before we even see the movie. Um, and plus it kind of sucks because this means they don't get Silver Surfer and Galactus back, which means Fox is gonna still do their stupid Fantastic Four reboot that Obviously, they couldn't make it work the first time. I have no, no um, thing making things that's gonna make it work a second time. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, Fox, I don't think has the best track record using Marvel properties in general. Uh, X Men was okay, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> yeah. I mean, for, for their their batting average could be better. <laughs> Doctor Who and Torchwood star John Barrowman has joined the CW's Arrow, which actually makes me a little more excited for the show now. His character is being described as a well-dressed man who has as mysterious as he is wealthy. He is an acquaintance acquaintance of the Queen family and a prominent figure in Starling City. That's a made-up city. That's not true. (laughs) That's that's what they're calling it in uh, Arrow. I know. So, uh, John Barrowman, for Doctor Who fans, that's a big deal. He's Captain Jack Harkness, and he's a very fan favorite character on doctor who the guy himself i was uh referencing a nerdist podcast from san diego comic-con a couple weeks ago in my geek outs that also had gary delabate baba Booey on it and john barrowman was the other person on that podcast the dude is so hysterical he is so funny and i, I love his character on doctor who so i'm excited to see him join arrow and that inclusion makes me a little more excited for the series. I don't know if it matters to you at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're not a Whovian yet, so. Yes, yeah, not yet. Um, Indiana Jones is coming back to the big screen. Did you know this? No, I did not hear anything about this. Raiders of the Lost Ark is coming back to the big screen. Oh, you... you. <laughs> <laughs> it's not another 
It's not another one in the series, but Raiders of the Lost Ark is not only coming back to the big screen, but it will play in IMAX theaters the week of September 7th. Uh, the film has undergone a complete restoration for IMAX and the subsequent debut on Blu-ray because that Indiana Jones uh, series is coming yep. out on Blu-ray. And I guess this is their way of premiering it. But it's only a week-long event. So if you want to see cool, Raiders in the Lost Ark, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to see later. Uh, I, I read, Ark. I was reading about the Blu-ray, and yeah, I guess Spielberg went back to the actual, like, you know, film archives and got the actual, like, prints, and they completely did a huge restoration job on it. So it should be really good. I've seen... You know, a couple of clips and, you know, obviously on a computer screen, it looked, but I can only imagine it's going to look and for IMAX. They must have had to do a really, you know, yeah, that's, job. So that's the way to, like, really show off the work you've done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, put it on the biggest screen possible. That'll show yeah. any potential flaws whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, I just saw uh, The Dark Knight Rises this week on IMAX finally as well for oh, yeah. my third viewing of it. And good God, those city shots were beautiful. Oh yeah, it, I I really do think IMAX is like the best way to see it. It just it 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 makes it look so much more. I mean, it's already an epic movie, but it makes it so much more epic. Yeah, I, when footage fills that amount within your perception, you feel mm-hmm. so much more immersed in it. Yeah, yeah. And damn, the movie's still awesome. <laughs> like <laughs> again, like I watched the whole thing. It's two hours and forty four minutes, and I'm still not like bored at any point after no. the third viewing. I was like, Jesus Christ, this is awesome. So, oh, yeah, I was just excited about that. I was just excited too that I came out not bored at all. This is great. <laughs> uh, speaking of the DC universe, the game Injustice: Gods Among Us just announced that Catwoman has been added to the roster. Cool. Cool. I know nothing major they really discussed, just kind of general information. Uh, the game just kind of looks lukewarm to me at this point. I have nothing. nothing yeah, I I like the fact that they're doing like <laughs> I I think back to what the hell game was it? Not Marvel vs DC, but the the Justice um, League Task Force. Oh Jesus! That wow, you pulled that out of like I still have that on my Super Nintendo. Somewhere. That game was fun as hell. I thought. Yeah, that was, wow, that's a relic of time's past. (laughs) (laughs) Up to this point, probably one of the better DC video games in general. But uh, I kind of want that again, and I think that's what Injustice is offering. But I don't like a lot of the character design. That's that's what I was going to say. I hate the whole armorish bullshit. Like, Flash looks like a fucking alien. It It looks terrible. Yeah, why does Flash need all this crazy armor and stuff? Well, New 52, everybody. Ugh. And Batman has like a two-tone mask, which drives me crazy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't like the designs that much, but if the game's fun and I don't know, I'll give it yeah, a shot. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of, I'm getting to the point of fighting games where I'm kind of like, and eh, I'll like love Marvel versus Capcom, but I played it for like two or three months and then I kind of just got bored with it. Yeah. Ditto. Like, so. Yep. No, I don't know I if I you. want to drop 60 bucks on a fighting game again. That's my yeah. issue. <laughs> I hear you, man. I wait till they all come down in price. That's I have yeah. a, what's it? What's it? Street Fighter 25th anniversary is going to arrive in the mail one day. I'm just going to feel overwhelmed. <laughs> and yeah, meanwhile, Fallout New Vegas is crying. <laughs> <laughs> Play me. Open me. Not to mention I bought uh, Skyrim, which is also going to have to be shelved for a while before I even start playing that with the new job and everything. And oh my that god, that game will make you. Uh, one of my friends spent 150 hours on it. I think. Oh my that, god. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I feel like if I don't, I'm missing a cultural experience though. <laughs> and seriously, because Skyrim for gamers was yeah. a, a leap 
forward, at least in something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Leap forward in part of your life. No, yeah. <laughs> Warner Brothers and WWE Studios are working on a new film together. I'm sure you've heard of this. Oh, all I heard about this was yesterday. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they are teaming up to make a new Scooby-Doo animated feature, which will involve Scooby and the gang solving a mystery at WrestleMania. Superstars and divas set to appear in animated form as well as provide their voices to the movie include Triple H, John Cena, Kane, The Miz, The Funkasaurus, Brodus Clay, <laughs> Santino Morella, Sin Cara. Does Sin Cara ever talk? No. Okay. <laughs> He's never talked one word on TV. They're going to put him in an animated movie. Okay. Uh, AJ and the WWE chairman himself, Vince McMahon, of course, he would include himself. Uh, it should arrive on DVD, Blu-ray, video on demand, and digital download sometime in 2014. Uh, I'm glad CM Punk kept himself out of that. <laughs> you don't know that that's necessarily going to be the case. Uh, Although you would I, think I, Punk would be someone they would mention big time and i would think punk would actually want to just to say like i'm in a cartoon movie you know i don't know it's like if they didn't promote their WWE champion in the movie then it's kind of I, I don't know maybe if, if they don't feel that he's that, that's pretty sad if he isn't and they didn't mention him or if the just the press release was like yeah he's not we don't know who he is. i mean yet they got the funkasaurus <laughs> <laughs> well he fits right into that i mean him and I, santino morella had to be included but uh, yeah, it's, I can't wait to see Shaggy in the game <laughs> team up WWE superstars. As, as entertaining as this will probably be, my issue with it is I've always hated Scooby Doo. <laughs> like I, I don't like the cartoon at all in any way. Is Vince McMahon going to be revealed as like someone else? They're going to be like, oh, <laughs> they're going to unmask Vince McMahon. <laughs> He's going to say you meddling kids. <laughs> <laughs> Would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you kids. Oh, oh fantastic. This will be just a curiosity watch for sure. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Snow White and the Huntsman. There's been all sorts of drama going on <laughs> with this movie. And I don't, again, like we had weird celebrity news, like gossipy, stupid crap on the last episode. And I don't even care about the whole Kristen Stewart, Robert Pattinson thing. God, it's, <laughs> it's like the end of an era, man. I know. And I'm not going to go into K-Stew and R-Pat. like, why does everyone <laughs> have to have stupid, shortened, horrible names? It's just obnoxious. And it makes the whole thing even more obnoxious. So I don't care about that. But it is impacting what is potentially going to happen with the franchise, which is what we will talk about. So Snow White and the Huntsman has grossed nearly $390 million worldwide, which is pretty impressive. So a sequel did seem inevitable. Months before the announced affair between Kristen Stewart and director Rupert Sanders, there were rumors that Chris Hemsworth's Huntsman might be the focus of a sequel, and right now that seems to be like the case. So even before all this crap started in the media and all the gossip rags and all that, there was talk of a Huntsman spinoff being the actual sequel of this, and this is kind of propelling the studio in that direction even more. Well, so it looks there, like there's no way she was going to be a part of it with the same director and right right it wasn't gonna happen she's doing pr uh she's doing like you know she's doing um pr she's doing um you know damage control now to try to you know make herself look like she's not a giant whore yeah but um you know whatever uh, she can't act anyway so i don't really see the oh my god yeah i'm just thinking what are they gonna do with the anyways what are they gonna do with the huntsman character you know i have no idea that just sounds like uh, one of those things they just had to make a sequel to that's just going to end up being like, well, we have to make a sequel, so let's just come up with something that makes no sense. Right. I don't know. I'm not too excited about it. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, Kick-Ass 2, we've been talking about for a while. 
I'm super excited about it because I thought the first was tremendous. Uh, it now has a confirmed release date of June 28th, 2013. The sequel will be directed by Never Back Down Helmer Jeff Wadlow, featuring a script by Matthew Vaughn. So Vaughn's still involved, as we knew he would be, which is absolutely great. I actually really like, oddly enough, it's not a super fantastic movie, but I really liked Never Back Down. So uh, You know what? It's weird. I was about to say the exact same thing. Yeah. I, I really dug it for like being kind of a cheesy karate kid. Kinda. It's a modern day karate kid, and it's probably even more karate kid than the reboot of Karate Kid or remake. Exactly. Like was. it was it was like the MMA version of Karate Kid and it was yeah. like whatever. If I was like ten or fifteen years younger, I would probably look at Never Back Down as my karate kid. Yeah. So no, I have no problem with that. Um it's going to be interesting. I think they're using the script, I'm assuming, of the comic, which it's pretty extreme. Like, if you thought the first movie was extreme, mm-hmm. holy crap, you guys are going to be in for a treat because there's some fucked up shit that you're not going to be able to be like, oh, if they actually put it to film, I'll be like, holy crap. Um, and I guess uh, Mark Millar, the, the writer of Kick-Ass and Creator, he said that, um, I don't know if we covered this or not, but he said that... Um, uh, he just finished uh, the Hate Girl miniseries that takes place in between Kick-Ass and Kick-Ass 2 comics. Mm-hmm. That He's doing Kick-Ass 3 next year in the comics, and that will be the ending to the entire story of oh, these characters. Wow. So, cool. I don't know. I'm assuming that if this is successful, they'll make that into a movie, too. But. Sure. That's awesome. Um, I also heard something about Christopher Mintz Plassey or Plass. I don't know how you say it. Yeah. I never know how to say anyone's name. Uh, he was saying something about it being potentially like nc-17 like i think that's probably taken out of context um and i did if watch you've read kick-ass too i would be i mean it's i, I can't i don't want to spoil it for i can't just trust me there's it's yeah. not even just violence it's more just i can't even if they do go the go nc-17 route that's that's a huge risk oh i know but the problem is, is some of the stuff in the comic is so raw and just things you don't ever want to see or read that they're not going to be able to get an R rating if they put it in the movie, yeah. I don't think. Well, I hope they do go for it, you know? Like, let's go balls to the wall. Something <laughs> needs to. Something's got to break out and just say, you know what? F it. We're just going going crazy. Last thing I got here is developer Tribute Games, uh, the team behind Scott Pilgrim vs. the World that came out on PSN and all that, which was a great uh, retro side-scroller beat-em-up, I thought. And um, they also had another release prior to that called Wizorb, which I'm not really familiar with. But they're currently crowdfunding their newest project called Mercenary Kings through Kickstarter. The new trend in video games, Kickstarter. <laughs> the game is a side-scrolling run-and-gun platformer with weapon-crafting elements. There are a number of rewards with only a $15 contribution needed to snag a digital copy of the game, which is cool. Uh, I think they're trying to get it into Steam once it's actually done and everything. But as far as like the graphic style, it is very... Very Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, kind of that idea. It does look kind of cool. It's a little more platformy. So you jump around, there's ladders, climb up and down, you got a gun. And they have all these things when you like kill enemies and stuff, they drop uh, building materials. So you kind of grab these things and you can go over diff- different merchants and kind of craft new guns or improvements to your gun. And there's going to be like all these different combinations of weapons you can make. So I-, I guess with the weapon crafting element, then take like the Scott Pilgrim PSN game and kind of mash that with Contra a little bit. Mm. And it is supposed to have like four player co-op local co-op, but if they get enough money, they're going to develop online co-op as well. Interesting. 
So it looks like an interesting project. I will put a link to uh, their Kickstarter up on the Geek Generation page on the show notes for this show. And I actually already contributed $15. So I'm going to get a copy of it when it comes out because I do think it looks that good. But um, the thing <laughs> I'm like, I'm contributing all this money to crowdfunding things. Like at this point, I have contributed to uh, Jamie King's latchkey short, which was year like a year or so ago at this point. The what the hell was it? Uh, Mylon Sarley was doing a Star Wars short or series of infomercials based in the Star Wars universe. What was the big one? Why can't I think of uh, Double Fine? Double Fine is doing that. So I contributed to that. Now I contributed to this one. I'm going to get all these like games emailed to me that I totally <laughs> forgot about by the time they actually come out, which is just funny. That's the weird thing about crowdfunding and crowdsourcing. Like I've contributed to probably like four or five different things now. And yet I still, they, they take so long to develop. You kind of do it and then it kind of falls into the back of your mind. Mm. You're like, am I going to want this still when it comes <laughs> out? I'm sure I will. Yeah. But you just like forget about it because it can be like a year or more before some of the stuff comes out. But, uh, with Double Fine, the Double Fine adventure game that they had kickstarted that raised ridiculous amounts of money, their estimated release date when they originally put up the Kickstarter was October of this year. So that'll be probably the first one that I get my hands on. Uh, so I'm interested to see like how that all comes together and stuff. Hmm. Cool. Have you looked at crowdfunding at all or not really? I mean, um, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It's, it's an interesting, I think it's, uh, a, a way that the industry is definitely going to move because yeah. it's giving a lot of opportunity to a lot of people. I actually considered doing it. Uh, for doing the Geek Generation store. Like I said, I did put a lot of my own money into it, but I had the money available. So like a thousand dollar risk isn't going to kill me at this point. But I did think about doing a Kickstarter for it or even just for the show in general. Like this is still an idea I have, but I don't think we have the listener base to really accomplish it. I would love to eventually do a Kickstarter for the show and the site to basically where it would allow us to get a little bit more of a equi- a little bit more equipment and also yeah. pay some salaries so that yeah. we could devote more exclusive time to the show like imagine if we had imagine if this was our full-time job yeah i you know? know what you mean yeah. like what would happen to the show for the next year if i said i can pay myself uh brian and mike a salary and our entire job is geek generation yeah i don't i don't know where that would take us it, obviously, that would be quite. A, I mean, that'd probably be like a hundred twenty thousand dollars right there to just <laughs> to just fund like three forty thousand dollars salaries for the year. Yeah. But that's it's something that's like in the back of my mind is could we make that happen? You know, right now we don't we don't yeah. have the base to really accomplish that. But it's an interesting thing in theory. Maybe if it's just to get uh, equipment in general in the future, I would love to actually expand the YouTube experience of. Uh, the Geek Gen. We do have the the Geek Gen TV is our YouTube username, or you can go to it right from uh, the Geek Generation homepage. There's a YouTube button there, but I do have a lot of projects I would like to do in a video capacity, just in the back of my mind. Yeah. So hopefully we can expand some of that stuff too. Here's my problem though: I keep having all these ideas, and I just don't have the time to develop them all. Yeah. Which is the unfortunate piece. But uh, I still have a song parody that I started writing like a year ago <laughs> that I haven't finished or developed. But I do I do want to get that out because the uh, the timing for it would be around like November ish where it's going to be really relevant. 
Uh-huh. So uh, I'm going to push forward and see if I can complete that for everyone. I'm just babbling at this point. What am I doing? <laughs> uh, <It's okay. laughs> anything else you wanted to add before we kind of no, uh, say our goodbyes and do our plugs and stuff? Okay. Before we do do our final plugs and everything, I do want to... Uh, I'm going to put a little piece of audio at the very end of this episode after Picard gives the order to make it so normally the show ends. But hang around for a little bit if you don't mind a Dark Knight Rises spoiler because I didn't want to include it beforehand. But um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt was just recently on Jimmy Kimmel Live. And as part of that interview, they did talk about the ending of The Dark Knight Rises and what it means. And I don't want to say anything more than that for people that haven't seen it. But uh, if you if you don't mind or if you've already seen The Dark Knight Rises or you just don't mind the spoiler or whatever, stay tuned till after after the ending music of the show and you'll hear that clip, which is like a minute and a half long. I thought it was interesting and I totally I totally agree with what uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt said. So I can't say any more about that. (laughs) Um, Final thoughts or something you want to plug, Brian? Um, You can find me on Twitter at Xander Harris. You can find me on Facebook. Um, I am a part of two, well, my own podcast that I do is called Isle of the Damned at movienoise.com slash Isle, where we review movies. So if you like to hear me talk about movies, that's the place to go. Um, Also, if you like professional wrestling, I'm part of a group of guys that does the Pro Wrestling Noise uh, podcast, which we actually just opened up a Facebook page. So if you could go and like that, that would be awesome. Cool. Uh, as always, go to thegeekgeneration.com. You can find the show notes for this show, including links to a lot of the stuff we talked about. We have a lot of other articles there. And of course, please, please, please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash store where you can buy one of or all four T-shirts if you really want to do that, too. Even just going and visiting, increasing the traffic on it just makes me feel better. So <laughs> even if you're not buying stuff yet. Um, if you could go to iTunes. I know I, I feel like I'm just begging people to do stuff at this point. Uh, going to iTunes and rating the show and writing a review, it really does expose us to more people. The more people that do that, we always appreciate you guys doing that. If you have any questions, comments, insults, or topics you would like us to discuss on a future episode, you can email those to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com or at geekgeneration on Twitter, or you can leave a voicemail at 508-316-9787. As always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. We will be back with I don't know what next week, (laughs) but we will see you guys then. And again, stay tuned for that uh, audio at the end about The Dark Knight Rises if you want to hear that. See you guys later. Make it so. if this is okay to talk about but I'm dying to talk to you about it because you're Robin you're the boy wonder you are the boy wonder (laughs) well I'm John Blake Gotham City Police Department Uh right now yeah sure yeah but we know that there's a bird flying around in your name (laughs) and um, it just seems like it's pretty awesome though right I mean it is No, man, I, it's great. I was a fan of those movies before I ever met Chris or, or did Inception or, or ever thought I was going to get to do The Dark Knight Rises. He's such a great storyteller and filmmaker. And they're such, such great movies. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And yeah. so will you do a movie as Rob? Will you be Robin in your own oh, movie? I don't get to decide those things, man. Oh, I you know see. I mean, yeah. Okay, all right.
uh, take your caginess as a yes. What is that, cagey? That's the honest truth, man. You think I get to make those decisions? I don't, well, yeah, but why would they set up a whole thing at the end and then just give up on the franchise? It doesn't make Honestly, any sense. Honestly, no, I mean, this, is, this is the truth. I don't think it's necessarily a setup. I think it is a great ending for that trilogy. And even if you go back to Batman Begins, he's talking about how Batman is more than a man. It's a symbol. And, and, and a hero can be anybody, and we all have heroes inside of us, and that's a theme that runs throughout the entire trilogy. I don't so think do I it. have a hero inside of me. I really I think don't. You do. I, don't you think he has you know a hero what? inside had, of me? I will say, wait a minute. I did have a. Um, I'm wrong, actually. I have a. Right now, I have a meatball hero inside of me. Oh. That's about as close oh. as it gets.